Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church Podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's going to be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. Hey everyone, I'm just so happy to be here uh, with you all today to, to bring forth the word of the Lord. And first, I want to thank everyone uh, who is at one of our Roar Watch parties. If you're there, make sure you're taking pictures, uh, posting it on social media. Don't forget to tag the church. And then also, if you're listening on the podcast, I want to thank you for, for tuning in today. I know God's going to give us a, a powerful message. And we're going to do a little bit of teaching and, and preaching. Uh, my more style is teaching. And I want to jump right uh, into the word of the Lord because what uh, God has put in my heart today is going to be challenging. I got about seven points I want to try to hit. Uh, and those seven points are just based off of one verse. And and to, today, God has put in my heart to talk about the roar impact, right? Roar Church, we know we are a, a certain breed. We're a different breed. We're a special breed. And I want to talk about how we are supposed to impact our communities, our families, those around us. So I want you to jump uh, with me to the word of the Lord. We're going to read our scripture in Matthew, in the book of Matthew, chapter 5. And we're going to focus on one verse today, verse 13. And this is Jesus here speaking, so it's Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, and uh, we're going to try to break this scripture down uh, as best as we can. It's a really deep deep scripture, so make sure you're taking notes. Like we say, uh, note takers are world changers, so this is one message you definitely want to take some good notes on, and I know it's going to be really good uh today i just i just i feel it already matter of fact i'm gonna say look at if you don't learn something new today you can message uh pastor Le- pastor lewis you can put it on on the comments there and if you don't learn anything i'll send you a five dollar gift card to the starbucks but i know that's not going to happen because today we're reading out of the word of the lord not the word of lewis and the word of the lord is powerful so let's jump in one verse bible says right here you are the salt of the earth but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor can you make it salty again it will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless i'm going to read that one more time is it this is jesus speaking by the way jesus is speaking here on the sermon the sermon on the mountain and he goes look at you are the salt of the earth but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor can you make it salty again it will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. Let's take a quick moment just to pray and ask God to open our hearts and our minds. Father, Lord, we're coming before you, Jesus, thanking you first and foremost for the beautiful worship we just had, Lord, for just allowing us to entertain your presence once again, asking you, Lord, that you help us to put every thought, concern, care aside and just focus on your word here today, Jesus, because we know you got a word for us, Lord, that we would receive it, God, uh, chew on it, God, and apply it to our lives in Jesus name we pray amen 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 so let's jump in right into the word of the lord and and don't forget to to share i know we've said it before but make sure you share this link maybe even not right now but after the message especially if if you found something powerful here in today's word so jesus is talking uh to his church i want to make sure we can you know this is the teaching part i want to kind of lay a little bit of a foundation jesus is talking and this is called the sermon on the mount so he's talking to his followers uh to his believers which again if you're a part of roar track meaning you've gone through the growth track right you're making roar church your home church uh, or even if you're just tuning in and you are a believer of jesus you've made jesus your lord and savior what jesus is saying applies to us directly all right, so if that's you, I want you to type right down in the comments, say, I am a believer or I'm a follower of Jesus, because that means he's talking to us directly today. And so he says this. Notice what he says. First sentence, right? This verse is going to be so impactful. He goes, you are the salt 
of the earth. Notice that statement. He said, you are, not you ought to be. Jesus didn't say, look, if you, if you wouldn't mind, if you could help me out, or whenever you feel like it, you can be the, no, he just definitively said, you are the salt of the earth. And I want you to come, I want you to type that in the comments, write that down, say, I am, I am the salt of the earth. That means Jesus has given us a responsibility of how we are going or how we're supposed to conduct ourselves here on earth. So we need to examine the attributes of salt and figure out its applic and figure out how we apply that uh, to our daily life. And so the first thing, the very first thing we need to understand about salt, and you, I want you to write this down, is that salt, especially in this time in which Jesus is speaking, is valuable. So I want you to write that down. Say valuable. Matter of fact, again, he said you are the salt, so write, I am valuable. I am valuable. That, that's powerful. I know that's preaching to somebody right now because we, we live a life where there's just a lot of negativity, uh, oppression that we deal with from childhood on up. And we got, I mean, I, please, please just say amen so I know I'm not the only person. But we got a lot of insecurities. So much insecurities that make me question within myself the true value of which I can impact those around me. The true value which, of which I can impact the kingdom of God. And so the first thing we need to understand about being the salt of the earth is that means we are valuable. Now, where do I get this from? It's not actually from the scripture. This, this is history. There's a historian, a Roman historian called Philly the Elder. And that's P-L-I-N-Y in case you want to Google him. It's called Philip the Elder. And he wrote in, in one of his writings called The Natural History in the Discussion of Seawater that in Rome, a soldier's pay, the Roman soldiers were often paid originally with salt. Matter of fact, it is a Latin word, salarium, which means salt money that we derive our, our English word, salary. So we need to understand that salt in, in this time was a valuable commodity. That was, that was paid out to Roman soldiers as a form of payment. Instead of, instead of that monetary coin, they were, they were given salt. So we got to understand that we are valuable. We, 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 we got to work on, on taking away that negative mindset, all those insecurities that question our, our valuableness to those around us in our relationships, in our friendships, in our, in our workplace. God has designed us. When he said, you are the salt, he goes, look at you are valuable. And I think the problem is, is that when we think about salt, we think about salt in, in today's terminology, right? When you're at the dinner table and you like pass the salt and that's how we uh, let ourselves get treated. Like we just get passed around the table, right? Pass around from relationship to relationship or from one form of abuse to another form of, of, of abuse or even how we value ourselves as just something that's meant to be passed around. That's not what Jesus is talking about. He wants you to know you are valuable. You are valuable valuable uh, one of the messages we've been trying to get pastor anthony to preach again is his key message which he did on one of our revival nights where he said you are a key right you are valuable god has att has attended your life as being the salt of the earth to bring value to the lives of those around you matter of fact if if i can go just even a little bit deeper on on the value side and speak to women uh, especially to to the wives out there that that are tuning in there's a verse in the Bible, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, where he says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. This is one of those verses where in, when he addresses wives as being the weaker vessel, 
A lot of times, and there are a lot of other translations where I, I don't like the translations because they often, they, they say the weaker partner, right, or the weaker spouse. But here the terminology that he's using, vessel, is the Greek word uh, skuos, which is a certain infinity or vessel, an implement, uh, an equipment or apparatus in the sense of literally holding something. So when he's talking about vessel, he's using as a household good that would contain some form of liquid when he's talking about a vessel. So I want you to think about this for a minute. When he's talking about a vessel, it's like a cup, right? If I have two cups, I have a, you know, a plastic cup and a, and, and a glass cup in the house. Now, if you have those same cups and you're going to get yourself a cup of water, which cup would you normally use? You would use a plastic cup, right? It's the everyday use cup. Why wouldn't you use a glass one? Because you, you save that for special occasion. You save that for special dinners or guests. And so the cups have both the same uh, capability of, of holding water, of holding whatever you're going to pour into it. But when he's talking about weaker vessel, he's saying the glass that is used, the vessel that is used less, is not because of its inferiority as far as its creation or its ability to hold something. He's talking about it's weaker because it is used less. Right. Just like, you know, in the sense of uh, I have two hands, but I have my dominant hand, which means it, it just use more. If I use my left hand just as much, it, it has the capability to be just as strong, but I use my right hand more. It's my dominant hand. So he's saying, look at the cups. One is used more. Why is one used more? Because the other one that is not used as much is more valuable. Oh, Jesus, that's good, right? I, I know some women need to preach amen to that and, and share this link, share that message, send it to somebody else because this is what he's saying. He goes, look it, the woman is the more valuable one out of the two. And I, I would, you know, I'm not just trying to, you know, score brownie points, but I say amen to that because I've seen my wife deal with a lot of things and I know she is a stronger. As a matter of fact, that's why I believe, you know, not just myself, but every brother got to say, your wife is your better half. It's what God intended. When God saw Adam just chilling by himself, he was like, nah, brother, mm -mm, nah, it's not good for you to be alone. I need to create you a helpmeet that's suitable for you to enhance your life. The intent of why God created or formed Eve out of Adam was so that she could be a suitable helpmate to help Adam. If something is helping me, that means it's valuable to me. So when he's talking about the weaker vessel, he's not talking about in, in the sense of a weaker complex like a lot of times we think he's talking about the use of it, the physical use, meaning that she is more valuable, which is why she is not used as much. And I know that's preaching to somebody because, I, matter of fact, that's, that may be a moment you even need to sow into and text Roar Give to 77977 because for myself, one of the biggest issues I've had is how I view myself. There are so many times in my life where I've tried to handle a situation and I've just not, I don't think I value myself the way God values me as being the salts of the earth. And God wants us to get that mindset right away is look at you are valuable. You are the salts of the earth. You are valuable. Type that in again. Matter of fact, say to somebody that's at your watch party, say, I am valuable. We need to have that confidence that, that God has intended us to have as being the salts of the earth and being valuable. Now I want to go on because I don't want to stay too much on, on that one subject. But again, you can go a lot deeper into that. The second thing we need to understand about salt is that salt is, is something that cannot be described by any other word except itself. 
right? There, there's no other word you can use to describe the word salt except salt itself. Matter of fact, it's one of the uh, five or say, uh, six basic tastes. There's, you know, sweet, sour, bitter, savory, and spicy, and then salt is, is that sixth one where you can't use any other word to describe it. I mean, think about it right now. Like if you were going to say something is salty, what other word could you use? Nothing, just salt itself. And so when we take that and we figure out how we're supposed to apply that in our lives, it's saying that when it comes to being the salt of the earth, it's not something we are meant to put in words. It's something that has to be experienced. There's a lot of times, you know, we, we I know especially in the worship service, we just have a beautiful move of God. And there have been times, you know, you try to put it into words and you try to describe the emotions, the feelings that, that are happening within yourself. And it's one of those things that no matter how much you try to uh, describe what you experience, the only true way somebody can experience what you're experiencing is to experience it, them, experience it them themselves. That's why the psalmist said in, in, in Psalms 34, 8, come taste and see that the Lord is good. Come taste and see. It's, it's something you, ha you have to experience for yourself. And I think that's powerful because it, it alleviates the pressure of trying to put the miraculous into some kind of verbiage that can be comprehended from one person to another. Look, at, I, can tr I can try to describe Jesus and what he's done in my life, but the best way you're going to know about Jesus and what he can do for you is when you experience him for yourself. Salt is a word that cannot be described. It has to be experienced. And going on, what is that experience? Like salt in its natural application, it is to add flavor to the food. Now, I maybe have some problem with my taste buds because, you know, the, whatever my wife cooks and how she cooks it, whatever's put in front of me, I just eat it. I don't add anything. Spices, salsas, salt, nothing, right? But people who want to enjoy their food, I am told, before they even taste it, they get the salt and they, you know, start adding it to the food because salt is meant to add something to the food that is not there. And this is its primary applications when we, when we talk about this passage of scripture. That meaning that we as the salt of the earth, we're supposed to add something to the earth, to the people that is not already there. What is that something? My friend, it is Jesus. It is not a set of regulations. It is not, it, it is simply Jesus. It is a relationship with Jesus. That's what the world is missing. That's what the world, that's what everybody on earth needs right now is Jesus, not anything else. You can try other things. Go ahead, be my guest. But let me tell you something. When you just jump to the conclusion that it's Jesus and Jesus all by himself, you save yourself a world of trouble. And so church, what we're supposed to be adding to everybody around us is Jesus. That which enhances life, right? Because salt enhances the flavor of the food. It brings balance. Matter of fact, if you add salt to something that's sweet or sour, it, uh, it brings balance to the taste. And, and so as we add Jesus to the lives of everybody, it's supposed to bring something that enhances the experience of their life. It reminds me of the scripture where, where it says, God, I, where Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life in abundance. Right? All those where, where God wants you to experience the absolute best. And the only way you get to have the best is by having Jesus in your life. 
It's when Jesus is in your life that you can say statements like Paul said where he goes, you know, despite all my afflictions or when he's talking about being shipwrecked and beat, he goes, all these minor afflictions, you know, all these things that he suffered and, and was and had to endure. He said they're minor afflictions. Why? Because I've learned to be content in every situation that I find myself in. Why? Because I got Jesus. Jesus is the center of my life. And so what we're supposed to add to the world is Jesus because that's what's missing from the world. This is part of our responsibility. Jesus said, look at you are the salt of the earth, meaning we're supposed to add something to the world that they don't have. And that something is Jesus. Type in, I'm going to add Jesus to somebody's life. I'm going to add Jesus to my family's life, to my neighbor's life, to my co-worker's life, to my classmates' to my classmates' life. We're going to add Jesus because we can say, amen, we need Jesus more than ever before. And so the third thing is we add flavor. We add Jesus. Now, as we add salt, as salt is mixed into the food, it creates the next thing or the next attribution is that salt creates thirst right now this is something where we're going to get into a little bit of chemistry and I'm not going to go too deep in because I know you know maybe a lot of you fell asleep in chemistry class and that wasn't your favorite subject but I remember in the early 90s when, when Sprite was the official drink of the NBA and it, they had a logo that it said quench your thirst Sprite would quench your thirst meaning when you were thirsty and and you drank sprite that you were you weren't going to be thirsty anymore but suffice it to say that what a lot of people don't know is that there is salt that is put in sprite As a matter of fact it's put in a lot of drinks and in, in gatorades and salt normally in in the form we use it is, is sodium chloride but Whenever you see, like, say, potassium chloride, that's also a form of salt, which, again, you can see uh, in, in the Sprite. And, and you're saying, well, why are you telling me about all this chemistry? It's because you need to understand that the molecules inside of us, when salt mixes with water, the molecules break apart. And so you'll, you'll have the positive area of the water molecules surround the negative uh, molecules of the chloride ions. And then the negative area of the water molecules will surround the positive sodium ions. And so why are you saying this? Like, you know, this is not chemistry class. I need you to understand that salt breaks up water. Right? The, the, the water is being broken up with inside of you. So as water is being broken up with side of, inside of you, that means you need water to be replenished or replaced and so salt what it does is it creates a thirst let me give you a better illustration right have you ever had you know your breakfast and you're adding your salt on your eggs and you got a nice ham and and potatoes and then as you're eating that you just you know or when you have salted peanuts your, your mouth right it gets dry and, and you can feel it like crinkling up because the water is being depleted and so salt creates a thirst so how do we apply this in our life as we are added to the world we're supposed to get the world thirsty for God. It is the lifestyle. Now, you know, I, I, I've gotten a lot of compliments that, that people say, man, Lewis, you a good looking brother. I wish I was good looking like you. Okay, you know, I don't get a lot of those compliments, but have you ever seen somebody and you like, man, I like the way they dress and you try to emulate them or you see the house that they got. 
right? And you say like, man, I want that lifestyle. Or you see, you know, you see somebody driving a car and you're like, man, I want you just, you see something that gets exposed to your life and now there's a desire for you to have it. That's the exact same thing we're supposed to do to the world, except we're not supposed to get them to be wanting cars and houses and, and fancy banks account. We're supposed to get them to be wanting Jesus and healthy marriages and healthy relationship and strong mindset, right? Those are the things you've seen those people, right? People that just have a positive, a positive attitude or they're always happy or you see the strong marriage and you're like, man, I wish I had that or I want that. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to create that thirst in their life that makes them say, man, I want what you have. I want a piece of that in my life. You just seem so happy. You just seem like you're always at peace. I want that in my life because all I got is chaos right now. Or you see people that are just confident and you're like, I want that because I just got so much insecurity in my life. That's the kind of impact we're supposed to have on the world, in our communities, in our families to, cre to, to create a thirst in them for the things of God. That's the way it's supposed to be, not the other way around. We're supposed to create that impact that creates that that has that thirst where they say man i want jesus because i want what you have in your life i see the way you're living i see the way you conduct yourself i want that that's the impact we're supposed to have where it creates thirst and and, and, and jesus if you god feel pre jesus help us how, how many stay focused right now lord and not get too excited and go down and let me go on the the fourth one salt acts as a preservative Right, and you can see this in history. Salt would be used, and they would throw the salt on. Again, there was no refrigeration here in the time of Jesus. You know, they you get a nice cow, and you know that cow would offer it itself up as a sacrifice for you to eat. And you know, when they cut the meat out, it, there was no freezer or refrigeration where you could put the meat to be saved. So they would throw salt on the food, on the cheese. And what would happen is, as again, salt breaks down moisture. It would break down the moisture from the cells of bacteria and mold through osmosis and would end up stopping the spread of mold or, or bacteria. It would preserve the food. Ooh, that was powerful, especially in now because I know we all got people that have problems because in, in the church, we, no, nobody's perfect here. We got problems ourselves. But the way we interact with those around us, the impact we're supposed to make, with those around us is that as we are added to their life, as we add Jesus to their life, it's supposed to bring preservation to their life. And it's supposed to stop the mold and decay of sin from spreading in their life. Jesus, matter of fact, it's one of those, it's one of those, the, the message that Pastor Bridges preached, you need to go back and watch that when it's talking about holiness. This is, this is that impact he's talking about that, or she was talking about that as you, uh, act holy remember god made us holy and therefore we are supposed to conduct ourselves in a certain manner that impact is supposed to create that thirst is supposed to bring preservation to the lives of those around us it also that's number five uh was preservation number six is it salt is also used as a healing element so not only does it is it meant to stop uh, and, and the 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 spread of sin in, in people's lives, the decay of sin from damaging their lives further, it's supposed to also act as a healing element. Now, again, salt has been used for sore throats, toothaches, mosquito bite, uh, for painful gums, has been applied for poison, poison ivy, uh, poison oak, or salt had healing elements used for it. Matter of fact, I don't know if you still do this today, but even when I get a sore throat, I, you know, I take some salt water and gargle it, let, let it get in the back of my throat, and it's just an old remedy that you know, I've, uh, my family has used, that I use, because salt was meant to bring healing to certain areas in our life too. 
So how do we apply that? We're also supposed to add a healing element to those lives around us. That's the kind of impact we're supposed to have, church. The kind of impact where when we see somebody hurting and they're in pain and they got, uh, you know, a spiritual toothache going on, we're supposed to bring that healing element to their life. So that's number six. There's a healing element that that needs to go on. And then this this is the last one, number seven right here. And this is kind of the rest of the verse that, that Jesus talks about. And again, there's a lot of other applications when you, when you study salt and all its attributes and how you can apply it in your life. But the last one where when salt is either unflavored or oversalted. Now, I'm going to start with oversalted, right? Because we talked about salt. Salt is meant to bring balance to the taste or add flavor. But there can be stuff that are just, it's just too much salt, right? Now, um, Pray for me, because what I'm about to talk about is going to get me into trouble. And uh, just pray for Pastor Lewis when he gets home tonight. Uh, Because sometimes my wife likes to cook. And she doesn't measure things sometimes appropriate. And it's only with certain dishes. Uh, sometimes a lot with rice or, or, or the beans, right? And as she serves it, it just, it, there's a little bit too much. Just, just a little bit. Just, 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 just a tad bit too much salt. Okay, sometimes it's a lot of salt, right? Pray for Pastor Lewis. And it's just like I I don't enjoy the meal, you know. And I said, don't add salt. Just, you know, let me add salt if I want to add salt. Because if something's oversalted, you can't enjoy it, right? And sometimes, you know, it's just one of those things where you're you're trying to bring bring too much. And and it reminds me again of of Pastor Rich's message she just recently preached where she talks about bringing a holy pretender, right? You're adding too much and you just know it's not real and and you can't, it's like you can't ingest it. You can't take it in, right? We can't be oversalted. There needs to be that balance. And then this is the big one because this is what Jesus talks about. He goes, look it here. If salt has lost its savor, wherein shall it be salted if salt has lost its ability to add flavor can can you make it salty again and so now we got to address the the other portion of what jesus is talking about here because in this time the way they gathered especially in that region there was the the dead sea and what they would do is they would harvest uh salt water from the dead sea and pour it pour it into uh like certain pits and just let the water there evaporate until only the salt was left that's how they gathered their salt the problem was that is as they gathered that water from the dead sea if there were impurities like dirt or rocks it would when when the water evaporate it would be mixed in with the salt and when the salt was applied to the food because of the impurities in the salt the salt would not uh, hold its function to do what it was meant to do in adding flavor or bring preservative. And, and what does that mean in our life? It's when we allow the impurities of sin to take hold of us. We lose our ability to add Jesus to the lives of people. You know, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that used to go to church all their life and they walked away from their relationship with the Lord. And sadly, one of the main reasons of why they they say they left the church was because of the hypocrisy because somebody wasn't the salt of the life the the salt of the earth the way god had intended to intended them to be and they allowed the impurity of sin to dominate their life to take control of their life and that infected the person that they were mixed up with, right? Because salt's supposed to mix in the food. And so as that person got mixed, it created a barrenness in their life. Matter of fact, farmers, what they do is they take salt that, that has those impurities with dirt and rock and, and they'll throw it onto the ground when they want to like replant a certain area because it's the dirt and the ground 
that let's pray for Jesus right now. In Jesus' name, whatever's happening is okay in case you heard the sirens, right? But as, as the, the dirt is mixed with the salt, it goes into the ground to penetrate, and then the salt in the ground takes away the water. So it creates a barrenness. And again, I, I'm not just trying to push this message. I'm, I'm pushing it because I believe it was absolutely powerful. And it's one of those messages you got to watch again. But go to the podcast and, and listen to Pastor Britt's message, Clean the Camp. Talking about holiness. Those things that, that impact uh, our life. The sin that can take away our ability, our credibility to add Jesus to the life of those around us. To the people who, knew, who need Jesus the most. Right, because this is where he talks about right now. He goes, look at if a, if salt loses its ability to add flavor, where can it be salty again? And now I don't know about you, but I, just honest before God, there are times where yes, I've allowed sin. There, there, you know what Paul talks about. There's this struggle where I want to do good, but the good I want to do, I don't do. And there's bad things I, I don't want to do, but I find myself doing these bad things. And there are times where where sin has has dominated my life and i've struggled with that and 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 i've struggled to come out of that mindset as far as what i can do to to be salty again and there's actually a process of how someone could take salt that has impurity impurities in it and make it salty again the problem is is that process is too expensive it, it, it takes too much time. It's easier just to go get more water from the sea and then do that process all over again to get new salt. And that's why he goes, look at that, that very first verse that we read or the, the verse we read. He goes, can you make it salty again? The answer is yes, there's actually a process. The problem is, is that the process too, took too much time. It would cost too much money. And so it was more practical to just get new salt than go through the process of taking impure salt and making it pure again. Now, how do we apply that to our life? Because he goes, look at it, it will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. And there have been times in my life I have felt worthless. I have felt like I have lost my ability to make an impact. I didn't hold myself in certain value. The way Jesus intended me to have when he said, you are the salts of the earth. I considered myself worthless. Like I wasn't worth anybody's time. I wasn't worth anybody's, uh, you know, emotions or thought. Let alone people, you know, God especially, let alone the people around me. And that's the beauty about it. Because the price that was too high and didn't make sense for anybody to pay, Jesus paid when he died on the cross for you and me. It's the price he paid. For those, let, can, I, can I just share, for those of you that, that, that are feeling worthless, if you're experiencing these emotions where you got so much insecurity that you doubt your capabilities, I want to encourage you, let you know that there was a God and his name is Jesus. And the price that nobody was willing to pay because it didn't make any sense from a financial perspective. Every, any businessman that would have looked at it would have said, no, let's not do the process. Let's just bring somebody new. Jesus said, no, no, no. I'm going to pay that price for you. I'm going to pay the price nobody else wanted to pay. That nobody else was even capable of paying. This is what it means to be the salt of the earth family. To bring this impact, to know that we are valuable, that we're supposed to add Jesus to the life of people because there's a lot of other people that I know that are dealing with this, with these emotions. 
of insecurity and, and worthlessness. And they need, they're the ones that need Jesus. The people that are crying out in desperation, they're the ones that need Jesus. It is, it's like Paul said, how, you know, anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved, but how can somebody call upon the name of the Lord if they've never, if they don't believe about Jesus? And how can somebody believe about Jesus if they've never heard about Jesus? And how can somebody hear about Jesus unless somebody has told them about Jesus? This is the roar impact. As a roar member, this is the impact that we are supposed to have that Jesus assigned us to have in our communities. And he gave us that hope that even for those moments when, yes, we let sin take over or dominate our lives, there is restoration, there is grace. Which Jesus said, like, go and sin no more. To know that Jesus has paid that price, that no, you are not worthless. That the price nobody wanted to pay, Jesus himself paid. And so right now, I, I want to do a, a salvation call. If this is your first time tuning in, or you've been tuning in, but you've not yet accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You, you've, you've, you've been on the fence and you've, you know, you, you, you love the worship, right? But when it comes to the word, there are, just, there are things you question. Just let me tell you something right now. There is nobody, nobody, nobody else who will love you like Jesus. And the best thing I can add to your life is not, is not some uh, remedy, not some meditation, not, you know, not some drug out there on the market, you know, not some physical exercise. It is Jesus. That's it. As a salt of the earth, that's what we need to add to the lives around us. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. It is Jesus. It reminds me of the song that only Jesus can satisfy your soul. And so if this is that, if you're experiencing that tug in your heart where you say, you know what, I feel that worthlessness. I have that self-doubt, those insecurities, and I'm tired of feeling that way. And I want to feel that, that value you were telling me about that Jesus said I'm supposed to have as being the salt of the earth. I want you to stand. Matter of fact, everybody stand with me and let's raise our hands. And we're going to say this prayer corporately together as in unison. Because I, I don't know, maybe just you're, you're having, you had a bad week. You're having a bad day. And you just you got tired of the fight and the struggle within yourself. And you just kind of gave in to the sin that was trying to spread in your life. And, and so you just need to say, Lord, I, I'm, I'm accepting what you did for me again. Because you've got to remember, every day, I have to choose to follow Jesus. Every day, I have to make the decision. Well, Paul said, I die daily. Every day, I die to myself. I say no to me so I can say yes to Jesus. So right now, Father, God, I am just professing, Lord, that I am a sinner who needs a Savior, God. That I have had too many nights, too many days, God, of feeling like I was worthless of feeling like nobody cared about me God that nobody would spend the time the money just, just to spend anything on me Father and I, I rebuke that thought right now in the name of Jesus and I declare you Jesus as Lord and Savior over my life I believe and I accept what you did for me on the cross that when I saw myself as worthless and everybody else counted me as worthless, 
You paid the price for me, Jesus, that nobody else was willing to pay. And I accept you, Jesus. I, I declare you, Jesus, as the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jesus. I'm sorry. Jesus. I just, it brings up so many emotions in my own Jesus. life of things that I've dealt and where this message hits home to me because I know Jesus paid the price for me and he paid the price for you. And if you say that prayer, we want you to text the, the, VA, the VIP to the number down below. We want to connect with you. We want to get you connected in our world groups where you, there can be more accountability more understanding of the impact that that jesus has made in our life that we want to make in your life and that we want you to help us make in the life of somebody else that message i was talking about that pastor anthony preached you are the key there are going to be people in your life that only you can influence that i will never be able to access that pastor anthony pastor Brittany, that nobody else will be able to touch an influence like you can and so we want you to help us in this cause partner with us in spreading this message of hope and peace so share this message share the podcast share the link to somebody who needs to hear this to somebody who needs to understand what it means to be the salt of the earth but more importantly to somebody who needs to understand that there is somebody who paid the price for you that nobody else was willing or even capable of, of paying thank you so much for tuning in with us today don't forget to to just Take a moment right now if you're at a watch party, say an extra prayer, have fellowship, and just love on each other. Have a special prayer and just pray this in confidence. We hope and pray you were blessed by this message today. Hope you were just so, so impacted and touched by the word of the Lord. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry. And one is by texting the keywords, Roar Give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help and this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later.